two and two on the road trip without Joel Embiid. I'm going to tell you why that was a good trip for the 76ers. You are locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So, hey, y'all. I'm going to start off by saying Happy New Year's. Today is the 1st of January, 2024. Man, where has the time gone? I'm telling you, this was a quick year, an extremely quick year. But, you know, there's a lot to talk about. You know, yesterday, I was going to do this podcast yesterday, and I apologize that I didn't. It was, you know, I was in Chicago, um, got up that morning, did, wrote a story. It was like, oh, I mean, I got a podcast, this and that. All of a sudden, it's snowing. There's all this other stuff there, trying to get to the airport. Uh, the flight was a little bit delayed. I get home, say hi to people. Next thing you know, I'm falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> I wake up, it's this morning. I'm like, hey, happy new year, happy new year, everybody. No one else is around. So it is what it is. But, you know, what I wanted to talk to y'all about was about this trip. You know, I, I felt like now the Sixers finished two and two on the road trip. Um, the road trip started with Chris on Christmas Day. They lost. Uh, now, mind you, Joel Embiid was not on this trip. Um, Nick Batum only played in the last game of the trip. There was a game where Jaden Springer became ill. There was a game and didn't play. There was a game when um, K.J. Martin became ill and did not play. But on Christmas, they were getting blown. They were getting their doors blown off of them, and they came back and battled back and ended up losing um, a heartbreaker, so to speak. Um, So to speak, Tyrese Maxey struggled that game. But then the next night, well, the next game, which was on Wednesday, they come back and they defeat the Orlando Magic. You know, the Orlando Magic has been one of the surprise teams this year. They had a lot of balance. Uh, Maxie had 23, Tobias had 22. Other guys were, you know, scored and showed what they can do. Marcus Morris was a beast from the nail. Um, so they win it. Then they go to Houston and they go up against a Houston Rockets team that had players out as well. And the six Maxi had 42 points. And then they have the back of back. The Houston game was on Friday at Houston. And they come back on Saturday and they play the undermanned Chicago Bulls. Chicago had a who's who of guys who didn't play. Um, but it was a bad matchup for the Sixers because you got Kobe White who can get a bucket. Um, you got a couple other guys, DeMar DeRozan, who could get a bucket. Um, and you had Andre Drummond, right? 
backup center for Chicago, a two-time All-Star, um, former Sixer. Uh, you know, he, he he's a start starting level center. But he just happened to play back up here, and he was like he was a backup with the Sixers. And without having MB, they just didn't have that answer for him. I mean, it was like a man versus boy. Like we're going to be real. Um, you you got Paul Reed playing backup center for the Sixers. Uh, Mo Bamba is, the, is is his reserve, but Paul Reed is one of these hybrid type of center, six nine, maybe a. a 220 at best, maybe 210. Like I, I don't. He doesn't have a lot, but he looks like a power forward. He does. He is actually a power forward. Um, but they got him playing center, so it was a kind of no contest. Tobias Harris looked fatigued. Maxi looked fatigued. The whole team did. It was like they were, they were missing a lot of shots. It was kind of bad. Um, not having Joella Embiid there. It, it they were destroyed on the on the boards where Chicago had 53 rebounds compared to the Sixers uh 36. Chicago scored 62 points in the paint. Andre Drummond had 23 of the rebounds, right? He had three blocks, he had two steals. So it was like total domination, right? But the way I come away from this this road trip, and the way the Sixers had. Of course, they would have liked to win for But with the fact that Joel didn't play, they feel like they gained a mini identity that they had without him. Now, at first, you know, before, they didn't know really how to play with him, without him, rather. Now, you can argue that the one game against Boston when he didn't play, Maxie didn't play. You know, the Sixers played well until to, to the end and stuff fell apart, Right. So you look at it and you say that they came away with this trip with a mini identity. And this is what Nick Nurse had to say. This was a difficult road trip, Nurse said. He said, uh, and without Joel the whole way, I think that I kind of said before the trip, I'm looking forward to it. We need it. I'm glad we got um, out of it with two wins. I think any of the wins on, on that road trip were going to be hard. And we were able to pick off two of them. And I thought we fought really hard in the other two. And, he, and he's right. He, he's right. Um, when you look at it, you know, Tobias Harris was also satisfied with the team, the way the, the team played. He said, I thought we fought really hard in the, in the two losses. I mean, this is no, this is Nurse saying that. He said, I thought we gave ourselves a chance in Miami. And after not playing well, we still um, had a close game down the stretch. Uh, this one wasn't as close talking about the uh, Chicago game down the stretch, but I think we were doing everything we could to fight and stay in it. And he's correct. They did whatever they could, man. It was, it was a tough one for him. When you look at how Andre Drummond was 70, weighed 79 pounds more than Paul Reed. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't 79 pounds more than him. He was just bodying them, beasting them. And this is what Harris had to say. This was a good road trip for us. Two and two to finish out with kind of a mini identity to this group without uh, playing with the big fella. And to do that on the fly, we, we, we're adjusting defenses out there 
against the Rockets, which is true. Like, it was crazy. Like, they would go out there, and then all of a sudden, they would be in the zone. And then the players would realize, like, okay, this ain't going to work. Let's do something different. Like, I mean, they were doing it in mid-play. There was one time that they were in a zone, and then all of a sudden, they just started trapping people, right? Um, There was another time when, you know, they were in the zone, then they were man, and then, like, it was crazy. It was like, but see, that's the good thing when you have a veteran locker room like they do now. Like these guys and you have a coach that gives you the freedom to make adjusts on the fly. So it was kind of like they had Marcus Morris out there, Pat Bev out there, Tobias, and they were just like, yo, no, we got to switch out of this. We got to do something. So that kind of worked well. And Tobias continued to say, you know, we have to um, get guys back in the rotation as well, right? So there's different variables. But at the end of the day, overall in the road trip, I thought that we made a lot of progress. We grew and developed as a team through those games. Two things that stood out to me on this road trip was actually there was three things that stood out. But the thing that I want to talk to you about first is is Tyrese Maxey. You know, Tyrese Maxey, you know, there was a thing where I'm going to be honest with you. I questioned if, you know, if Tyrese could lead the Sixers without Joel. I mean, I hope I'm not knocking him. I'm not taking a swipe at him. I know he's having a phenomenal season, but it just looked like he was benefiting a lot because of Joel, right? Joel was there. Joel was taking a lot of the, you know, the the game plans was out to stop him. And then when you got him and Maxie, it makes them both really good. But when, and again, it's not a knock on Maxie, but when you're the guy, and you're number one, it's different being in that driver's seat. It's different when you know you're going into a game and the team's doing everything in their power to stop you. They don't have to worry about him because he's not playing, who takes up a lot of the game plan, right? So to me, it was one of those things. I want to see how he was going to do. And the first game he struggled, he shot four for 20 uh, against Miami, right? And even that was misleading because he scored like two baskets late when the game was basically over. Two baskets, right? So then he goes to Orlando. He plays extremely well, extremely well. You know, uh, he was a leader. He did all this. Then, you know, yes. Then then when he goes to uh, Houston, it was one of those things where they needed him to produce. Needed him to produce. Brother man came out, 42 points. That was his second highest total of the season. He had 50 against the Pacers earlier this season, and he came back with 42, right? So to me, that told me what he can do. Now, the last game against Chicago on Saturday, you know, Maxi shot eight for 22. He was two for eight on threes. You know, it, there's going to be some people who's going to criticize him. But when you look at it, you look at it where Tobias was six for 16. You know, Paul Reed was four for 10. Um, you know, Pat Bev was one for four. There was a lot of guys. Um, Kelly Oubre was five for 13, 0 for five on threes. So you look at it, a lot of the guys played poor. They just did. And, and I honestly feel like what happened is at that particular time, it was three games and four nights. Um you fly from Houston uh, to to Chicago. 
you know, a couple nights before that, your flight was canceled because of engine problems. It was just a lot of stuff that they had to do. Now, again, I get it. This is the NBA, the millionaires, this and that. And uh, like, here we go. Their travel was way better than mine. Let's just put it that way. You know, I was fatigued. I was tired. I was doing this because I you got to fly to regular flights, you know. So, you know, my stuff wasn't catered, all this. I get all that. But, again, they were fatigued. They were tired. And, um, you know, things happen. Uh, but, but and they were undermanned, right? So things happen. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, that I'm not going to knock him for struggling in that game when you find out and you realize that the stuff that they had to go through and not having a big fella. But look, right now, I want to talk to y'all about FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. This app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet like Live same game plays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming tab. Now, we talked about Tyrese Maxey. This segment, there's two other guys I want to talk about. The first guy I want to talk about is Marcus Morris. Now, when Marcus Morris first came here, and I've known Marcus since he was, what, in 11th grade with the prep charge, I always admired Marcus from afar. Um, I always felt like he and his brother were leaders. When they were at prep charters, that was their team. That was their team. That team was loaded, though, right? But they were the seniors, right? I mean, loaded. We thought that it was going to be a dynasty. Seriously, you did. They had a guy like Shaquille Duncan, 6'11". You know, the Morris twins, 6'9", 6'10". They had big guards. They had all this. They had everything that you wanted. And when they were there, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, you got these two twins and you got these young boys and they're going to continue this legacy, right? So you thought when the Morris twins left, that was it. Like, really, it was. Now, again, they had great talent and they were good teams, but it was no more state championships, like victories, right? It was it was the Morris twins. And so right then and there, you kind of knew, you realized what they brought from a leadership standpoint. They go to Kansas. You know, they're not McDonald's All-Americans. They're not these guys that everybody says, like, 
they they're you know they're going to be the face of the of, of the program not kansas no nah, not they're not going to be the dudes at kansas well guess what they were the guys at kansas then then they go to the phoenix suns well one uh marquise was drafted by the suns marcus was drafted by houston right um and that in the draft they were you know it was funny like they were like real close by each other in the draft um I don't know in particular, but I know it was close. And um, so it doesn't work out for uh, Marcus and Houston. They go to Phoenix. And then next thing you know, they were leaders of that team. Go to Boston. Everywhere he was at, Detroit, then Boston, everywhere he was at, he was a leader. And get voila, he comes here initially, and he's struggling a little bit to get it. And I felt like he had to get back in a little bit of game shape. Um, I felt like um, the Sixers really didn't know how to utilize them. They were giving them like two minutes here, since it's there. Like, you know, then all of a sudden he starts playing. He starts producing. He starts hitting clutch shots. And then the leadership. You hear how when they're on the road, he gets the guys together and they go out. They have a good time. You know, it's like bonding on and off the court. When they got young fellas who are on two ways and stuff like that, guess what he does? He goes down to Delaware to the Blue Coast game to support the young guys, right? He's a bona fide leader. And guess what he did? In Houston, the night that Tyrese Maxey had 42, the night that Tobias Harris was locking people down defensively and getting shots, being real aggressive, they don't win that game without Marcus. No. They don't. They do not win that game without Morris. So I'm looking at it like right now, the one thing I learned from that, from this four-game series, and how his overall play was is, Daryl Morris, <laughs> you better get something special before you consider trading that dude. I'm telling you, he brings it. Now, again, I get it. Sometimes you want to trade somebody because you want to get something back because you may not have any intentions of signing this guy. You know, you may not have any intentions of bringing them back. So what you do is typically you say, well, I'd rather get rid of them than have them walk. But I'm telling you, it has to be for somebody that's going to get me out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Seriously. Because the stuff that he's bringing to this team is really vital. He's helping this team out, y'all. Seriously. This dude, you know, I know there were some people critical. Some people may say, look at his defense. Yeah, but no, I'm, and I'm not trying to name drop, but he's a better defender than George Niang. He's a better defender than some of these other dudes that the Sixers had in the past. But guess what? He brings that toughness, Philly toughness, right? He can play multiple positions. I mean, they were getting destroyed in Houston. Destroyed. Paul Reed, Mo Bamba were getting destroyed. Guess what? Morris comes in, they go small ball, right? So he could do that. He can play, he can hit threes. I mean, the guy was shooting 60% from three in the month of December. The, the, the guy from the nail was killing people in Orlando. From the nail, they were running their offense through him. You got to be careful if you're going to let this go. Real rap. I'm seriously, I, 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 would, I would, wouldn't think about that. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Now, when we get back, you know, I want to talk to y'all about my man Tobias Harris. Because I feel like Tobias Harris 
has been, you know, stepping up his game as well. Now, again, the last game, they all struggled. They were tied. They all struggled. But we got to talk about T when we get right back. Look, y'all, I'm going to talk to y'all about prize picks. You know, prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the number. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six players, uh, stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus uh, receptions. You want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize books community each week. Telling y'all, right? So what you need to do is go to prizepick.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. Again, I'm going to repeat this, y'all. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Do it today, people. Definitely. I mean, definitely do it today. Now, Tobias, a lot of people have been critical of Tobias. And justifiably so. He hasn't been, he hasn't been. He hadn't, he hadn't been aggressive. Well, the last couple games he has. Now, he struggled this game. But what happened is when they played, I want to say it was the Toronto Raptors. T came out and was straight balling. He was throwing all, he was, he was doing he was doing everything that he was supposed to do right um and you know excuse me at first he was playing aggressive he was playing he was playing passive he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do he wasn't getting in there he wasn't like he wasn't moving well without the ball now before in the beginning of the season they were running plays for him they were making sure that he got shots well then they did that middle pick and roll and they stopped it so he was then then like fast forward, he's not doing that. Then all of a sudden he wakes up and says, Guess what? I gotta get here, I gotta do things, I gotta be the man. And lo and behold, he did. He became the man. And he was doing things. And the one game that the last game that Joel played against that Toronto game, Tobias had 33 points, a season high 33. He was balling. Those are the things that he has to do. That's what he has to do to produce and 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 be that guy. So I want to say kudos to him. 
And then after that, he filed it up. Now the question is, can he continue to do this when Joel comes back? He did it the one game. But can he continue to play this way? I think he can. But he's not going to get as many shot attempts that he got the last four games, last five games. Just not. But he has to continue to be active. Now, you got to be like Kelly Oubre. That's what Kelly Oubre does. And I think he will. So this trip, he showed us what he can do. Now, of course, whenever Tobias, is a love-hate relationship with Philly for Tobias. Whenever Tobias plays well, it's like, oh, great. When he doesn't, they destroy him. They do. They destroy him. They bring up the contract. They bring up all that other stuff. Is it fair? Nah. But guess what? I would love to be in his shoes. <laughs> so that's what it is. Now, the Sixers go up against Chicago tomorrow. I fully expect Joel to be back to play. They expect him to be back to play. So we'll see. I think the Sixers are going to get him this time. I do. I think a well-rested Joel is going to destroy Drummond. Yep, I think that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to destroy Drummond. It's going to be great to have him back for the Sixers. And I think they're going to get this one. But, hey, I want to thank y'all for listening. I really do. But before I go, I want to talk to y'all real quickly about Locked On 24-7 streaming channel. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm telling you, I keep saying it. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. But realize that you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. When you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on that Liberty Bell. You click on that Liberty Bell, it enables you to become a new subscriber and you get notifications, right? Me and John Mitchell will be back to y'all tomorrow so we can just have a good time. I want to thank y'all for having a good, um, for joining us and want y'all to have a, a great day. I also want y'all to enjoy this new year. Happy 2024, y'all. Peace.